Good morning, Lighthouse. Parang lalugi tayo ah. Ano nangyari? Good morning, Lighthouse. Yun. Magandang umaga po sa inyo. Again, ako po si Pastor Ren. And this is my beautiful wife, Pastora siya. Kami po ang pastors ng um, Levites Ministry. Ayan. As you can see, dalawa po kami nakatayo dito sa harap ngayon. So, kakaiba po sa inyong paningin. Because today, we will do a tandem preaching at parehas po kaming sabay yung magsasalita. So, hindi sabay. Hindi pala sabay. Isa-isa lang. Thank you, babe. Ayan. So, uh, today, we are continuing the sermon series that we have been talking on for the past couple of months, which is Building Upon a Rock. And last Sunday, just to recall, Pastor Joe exposited on Luke chapter... 17, where we learned about letting go. No? Letting go of offense, letting go of entitlement, of religiosity, and worldliness. And today po, we will go through Luke chapter 18 naman with the same goal, to pick up the lessons that Jesus taught on how to build our lives upon the rock. But before that, I'd like to ask everyone to bow down our heads in prayer Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this appointed and anointed time for us to learn more about your word, Panginoon. Lord, prepare our hearts. Make us be sensitive to what you are trying to teach us today. Protect Ren and I. Hide us behind your cross, Panginoon, na ang makita at marinig ng mga tao at kayo, at kayo lamang. You alone be lifted up today. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to do your work in this place. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, building upon a rock in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 18. So just to give an overview, this chapter po continues the story about Jesus' ministry in Samaria. Meron po siyang 42 verses, at sa 42 verses na yon ay may nakasiksik na anim na kwento. And that's what we'll draw from today, yung six stories po na yun. Okay po? Okay. Ayan. So, pwedeng pakitignan yung katabi nyo. With passion. With passion. And with a still small voice, sabihin mo dyan sa katabi mo, game ka na ba? <laughs> game na ba kayo mga kapatid? Let's start. Uh, so, our first story from the chapter of Luke 18 is entitled The Parable of the Persistent Widow. May kita po natin yan sa verses 1 to 8. So, dito po sa parable ng persistent widow, merong dalawang main characters. First one is the judge who does not fear God and does not respect men. Grabe no, kung, kung i-define ka ng Bible as a person who does not fear God, and who does not respect men, gano'ng kakasamang tao kaya, no? I wonder, gano'ng kakasamang tao? And the second main character is a marginalized widow who is persistent on getting justice from her adversary. Ito pong widow na ito ay uh, marginalized, tulad po ng sinabi ko. And she's very persistent on getting her justice from what she's experiencing. At first, Yung judge na sobrang sama na narinig natin kanina, ayaw niya nabigyan itong widow 
ng justice sa nararanasan niya. But because of one thing and one thing only, and that's because of the persistence of the widow, the judge actually folds and gives her justice. Bakit? Anong rason? Bakit nagfold yung ano? Yung yung judge? Kasi sa Bible po ito hango. Asabe, ah, uh, the judge gives her justice so she would not beat him down by continually coming. Ano po ibig sabihin nito? Ayaw nang makita ng judge yung pagmumukha ng widow. Meron bang mga ganyang tao sa buhay nyo? <laughs> Joke lang po. Huwag niyo pong sabihin kung sino sila. Pero, ganun ka-persistent yung widow, mga kapatid. Ganun siya ka-persistent na napafold niya itong sobrang samang tao to the point na binigay na lang yung justice sa kanya para lang hindi na siya makita ng judge na ito. Sabi po sa verse 7, And will not God give justice to His elect who cry to Him day and night? Will He delay long over them? Ang lesson po na makukuha natin sa first story natin from chap- uh, Luke chapter 18 is building our lives upon a rock means to be persistent. Ang setting po sa verse na ito ay um, Jesus is para bang nagmumuni-muni na si Jesus dahil alam niyang malapit na yung kanyang uh, yung day ng kanyang kamatayan. And what Jesus did was to was to uh, analogize his church as a widow. Parang nagpaparamdam na po si Jesus sa mga tao na malapit na yung mga kamatayan ko, mga kapatid. And we will see din po sa chapter na ito na he will tell this to his disciples later, yung, yung kanyang kamatayan. Um, uh, in this verse, this is, there, there, there is a miserable figure of the widow. During nung time po ni Jesus, very marginalized po ang mga widows. No? Why? Um, ang, ang, ang image po ng widows in, during this time nila Jesus was they are helpless and oppressed during ng time ni Jesus. But we are so blessed po to live in a time na ang mga widows are accepted in the community, accepted in the society. And we believe that uh, yung pagiging widow nila ay gagamitin ni Lord as a testimony to many. So, ito po yung, 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 ito yung parable na binigay ni Jesus during this time. Na pag wala na siya sa mundong ito, the position of the church is that of a widow whose only weapon is persistent prayer. So, hindi po sinabi ni Jesus na pag wala na ako, tama na ang pagiging kristyano. Pag nawala na ako sa mundong ito, tumigil na rin kayo. Hindi po yon ang sinabi ni Jesus through this parable. What Jesus said was, be persistent in prayer. Hindi po sinabi ni Jesus, ay kawawa naman. Sabihin nyo to pag wala na ako. Ha? Kawawa naman kami, wala na si Jesus. Sino na lang magpapagaling sa may mga sakit? Sino na lang magsishare ng totoong gospel sa ibang tao? Onting ano po tayo? Onting um, word study. Sabi po sa verse 5, Yet this widow keeps bothering me. Sabi po ito ng judge, no? I will give her justice. Yung bothering po, 
from the original Greek context, ang, 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 ang word po na ginamit is kopon, which means trouble or toil. Laborious toil. Wow, laborious, big word. Hindi ko rin po alam ibig sabihin yan, pero nilagay ko lang po dyan. Involving weariness and fatigue. Mga kapatid, yung sinasabi ni Jesus na being persistent doesn't mean na isang beses lang natin gagawin, tapos tama na. Ay, hindi naman nangyari, Lord. Okay na yun. Siguro hindi mo will. Hindi po, mga kapatid. Be persistent. Hindi tayo iniwan ni Jesus na walang kasama. He gave us the Holy Spirit to be with us. And being persistent in prayer with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do wonders, mga kapatid. We can do miracles, mga kapatid, in Jesus' name and for the glory of Jesus. So God sees our persistence, mga kapatid. Huwag, niyo pong, huwag po kayong panghinaan ng loob kung yung mga pinagpipray nyo ay hindi pa nangyayari. God sees every cry, God sees every tear na nilalabas nyo sa mga mata nyo kung meron pa, minsan muta na lang, no? God sees everything. Whenever we toil in praying for something. Hindi pa, kung yung, yung, yung sobrang samang judge nga, who is a man, was swayed by the widow because of her persistence or because of her kakulitan. What more our God who gives His speedily justice to His elect? So kung may mga injustices sa buhay nyo na nangyayari ngayon, kapatid, ito ay paalala ng Panginoon sa inyo. He gives speedily justice to His elect. Pray and do not lose heart. Again, our first lesson for today, be persistent. Thank you, Pastor. Let's move now to the second story and it's found in verses chapter 9 to 14. And this story is actually a parable. It's, it's like a story that Jesus uses to illustrate his lesson. And it's about the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. So ano po bang nangyari dito? There were two people who entered the temple, papasok sila sa temple, para magpray. No? And the Pharisee went in and he prayed, Oh God, thank you po. Thank you, Lord. Thank you po na hindi ako katulad ng mga masasamang tao. Thank you Lord na hindi ako katulad ng mga magnanakaw. Hindi ako katulad ng tax collector. Thank you Lord na nagfa-fast ako, nagtatides ako. Thank you Lord. Yan po yung prayer ng Pharisee. Enter the tax collector. He went in at hindi po siya nangahas na pumunta sa pinakaunahan. Nandun lang siya sa likod. At ganito po ang prayer niya. Sabi niya, God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Nakita niyo po yung pagkakaiba? And in verse 14, sabi po ni Jesus, I tell you that this man, yung tax collector, went down to his house justified rather than the other, rather than the Pharisee. Why? For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Our next lesson for today, building your life upon a rock means to reinstitute humility. Ibalik ang pagpapakumbaba. Balikan po natin yung dalawang characters in this story. Ito pong nakataas ang kamay, 
Yan po ang Pharisee. Ang Pharisee po, nung time na yon ni Jesus, they are known. Kilala po talaga sila na sila ang taga-uphold at taga-sunod ng law. So ang reputation nila, we are religious. We are right. No? Versus the tax collector, siya po yung naka-bow down. And ang reputation ng tax collector at that time, kung ano po yung tingin nyo sa BIR ngayon, yun din po yung tingin nila sa tax collector nung time na yun. Nakakainis kasi pera ko yun eh, ha? Kita ko na yun, pero kukunin mo. But more than that, they have the reputation of being corrupt. Yung tinatabi nila for themselves, yung money na nakukuha nila. But there are two characters, but in the book of Luke, he says specifically kung para kanino itong story na to. At nakalagay po doon sa Luke chapter 18 that this parable is for those who were confident of their own righteousness and not only that, they look down on everybody else. So this parable addresses people who act like Pharisees. May Pharisees pa po ba ngayon? Wala na po. Kasi po tayo ay nandito na sa modern age. But doing good and doing right, it's not the problem. Wala pong mali. Do you pray? That's good. Do you fast? That's good. Do you give tithes faithfully? That is also good. But if you think that you are better than others who don't do that, dun po tayo medyo may problem. And the Lord is reminding us today to check our own thoughts. No? Ito po yung mga bagay na hindi natin sinasabi or baka nga pinagdadasal pa natin, but we're not saying it out loud. Pero ganun tayo mag-isip. Example. I believe that the Lord will increase my salary because it is the Lord's will for me to prosper. Yun ngang workmate ko, hindi naman Christian, hindi naman nagtatites, nagka-salary increase. Ano pa kaya ako? Is it good to believe that the Lord will increase you? Yes. It is good to have faith. Is it good to give tithes? Yes. Pero kailangan pa bang i-compare? That's just in your thoughts. Other things that we should check, we should check our words. Paano ba tayo nagsasalita? Dahil we are Christians and we are here in church, we encounter Christians as well in our lives. Madalang po kayong makikita ng sobrang ere at sobrang yabang. Wala, na, wala masyadong ganyan dito. Tama naman po, no? Wala po. Ay, thank you. Tama. <laughs> but the Lord is reminding us today to check our words because may tinatawag po na humble brag. Parang humble, pero nagpa-brag. Example, sisang fresh mo today. Umasok na yung 13th month mo, no? Nakapagpagupit ka na. Ako, haggard kasi ako eh. Hindi, ano, kasi, fasting kasi ako ngayon. Fast ako for the Lord. Mga 21 hours in a day. Mas grabe kagabi. Nung ano ko, ay bags ko, no? Kasi, pipray ako talaga. Pipray kami until mga 1 a.m. Grabe, napuspos kami ng banal na espiritu. Hashtag fasting, hashtag seeking the Lord. Nasa stories pa. <laughs> let's check, let's check. Correct po bang mag-fast? 
Correct po bang magpray? Pero kailangan pa ba i-bring up yon that way? It's as if you're comparing yourself. Buti ka pa, may time ko magpareband. Ako wala akong time kasi pray ako ng pray. Humble brag. Anxious And finally, let's examine, let's do a check on our own deeds, in our own actions, in the way we carry ourselves, in the way we live our lives. Because as Christians, I'm not sure if you've encountered this. Sometimes we feel like because tanggap na natin si Jesus sa buhay natin at member na tayo ng church, nakaangat na tayo sa mga hindi pa nakakarinig kay Kristo. Don't get me wrong, it's it's true. Mas maganda talaga yung ating perspective perspective in life, mas maganda ang buhay natin, you know? But you have to remember not to draw the line and officially exclude those people just because they are not in church. Why? Because there is still room for the Lord to move in their lives. Pwede pa po nilang makilala si Jesus. Tandaan mo, dati, andun ka rin sa kabilang side. Amen po ba? So Christianity, being a Christian, it is not a club na nilalagay mo sa slumbok, religion, Christian, born again. It's not a club. It is something that we should share. No, that's why we have the regions. We're not staying here in Alabang. We're spreading out all over the Philippines. Amen po ba? So examine how you treat, how you deal with people na palagay natin halata. No? na may ginagawang mali. Halimbawa lang, halimbawa lang po sa ating mga online community. Yung mga taong talagang nakapag-nakaw, proven na nanagnakaw, mga nakakulong, people deprived of liberty, members of the LGBTQIA plus community. Are you drawing the line between you and them? As if they don't have a chance anymore? Examine, examine your deeds. This is a reminder for us today. Be humble, mga kapatid, in thoughts, in words, and in deeds. Muli po, our second lesson for today, reinstitute humility. Our third story po for today from the Luke chapter 18 now, this is not a parable anymore. Nangyari po talaga ito. May kita po natin ito sa verse 15 to 17 and ang title po nito is Jesus and the Little Children. So, ang nangyari po dito is may mga parents na dinadala yung infants nila kay Jesus Christ para matouch ni Jesus and ma-bless ni Jesus yung mga babies nila. Pero, nung nakita na mga disipulo ito, nirebuke nila yung mga parents ng mga children na ito. What happens next was Jesus called His disciples out and rebuked them too. At tinawag niya, pinatawag niya po yung mga children to come to Him. Sa verse 16 to 17 po, ang sabi dyan, Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Ang lesson po na makukuha natin sa third story natin is to obtain 
a childlike faith. Building our life upon a rock means to obtain a childlike faith. Pero warning mga kapatid, may pinagkaiba po ang childlike faith sa childish faith. No? Setting. During the time of Jesus, meron na pong mga political and religious structure in place. Meron na pong mga Jewish groups like the Sadducees, yung mga Sisis na yan. Pharisees, yung sinabi po kanina ni Pastora siya. And marami pang iba. Samaritans, mga ganyan. And may mga political parties na din po, like the Herodians, the Publicans, yung mga Scriba, kasama po yan sa political party. And yung mga leaders, or yung mga groups po, ng mga groups, sorry, yung mga leaders ng mga groups na ito, they need to make a name for themselves. They need to have this ideal na itsura or uh, ideal na appearance para maging trustworthy sila sa mga tao. And so, what they do is this. Pumupunta po sila sa mga streets at inahayaan nilang lumapit ang mga bata sa kanila to bless them. And this became a culture to them. Nakada merong taong kilala na pupunta sa lugar nila, dadalhin nila yung mga bata sa kanila for these uh, children to be blessed. And so nung nakita po ng mga disciples to, nirebuke nila yung mga parents ng batang ito. Bakit? Kasi po, this is just me thinking, pastors and theologians, correct me if I'm wrong. Pero for me, The disciples rebuked Jesus. Uh, the disciples rebuked the parents because their identity is directly parallel to the identity of Jesus. What does this mean? Yung reputasyon nila ay directly parallel sa reputasyon ni Jesus. So, pag nabahiran ng kahit anong pamumulitika ang image ni Jesus, mababahiran din yung pangalan ng mga disipulo ng politika. So, meron silang ulterior motive no? na dapat alagaan natin ang image ni Jesus para maganda rin ang image natin. Yun yung ulterior motive nila for following Jesus. But Jesus rebuked them on the spot. No? Jesus used the image of a child or an infant to rebuke His disciples. Bakit po? Ano bang meron sa mga bata But yun ang ginamit ni Jesus. Children are meek. They are humble. They are trustful. They have no ulterior motives. And they are unsophisticated and pure. Jesus ultimately taught His disciples to have these qualities of a child, of a child to enter the kingdom of God. Gawin po natin practical ito. Ano po bang motive natin pag pumupunta tayo sa, ch- sa church? Heart check, mga kapatid. Do we go here because andito yung mga amigas natin? Do we go here kasi nandito yung mga katropa natin? Yan. Young people, I'm speaking to you right now. Do we go here kasi nandito yung crush natin? Seek your heart, mga kapatid. Ano ba yung motive mo talaga? Why do you go here to church? Or do we really go here kasi we really want to seek the, the, the word of God and to learn from Him? So ayun po yung yung ito po yung qualities ng ch- children na gustong ituro ni Jesus sa kanyang mga disciples during that time. Please kung kung susundin niyo ako, walang ulterior motives. Kung pupunta kayo sa church, seek Jesus, mga kapatid. 
Again, our third um, lesson is obtain a childlike faith. Tayo po ay nasa fourth story na. Sabihan mo po yung kapatid mo. Ay kapatid, katabi. Are you still here, kapatid? Nandito pa? Okay. Our fourth story for today comes from verses 31 to 34. And this one po is an actual event. Hindi po siya parable. It is about the rich, the interaction of Jesus and a rich ruler. So ano nangyari? My rich na ruler, lumapit siya kay Jesus at nagtanong, What must I do to inherit eternal life? Tapos inenumerate niya lahat ng ginagawa niya. I, I did not commit adultery, I did not murder, and I did not give false testimony. So you can imagine in his mind that will be enough. Pero ang sagot po ni Jesus, you still lack one thing. Siyempre, nagtanong siya, ano po? At ang sagot ni Jesus, sell everything you have, give to the poor, you will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. Sa verse 25 po, makikita natin yung sinabi na to ni Jesus. Because, nung sinabi niya yon sa rich ruler, ang reaction ng rich ruler ay nalungkot at umalis. Tapos sabi ni Jesus, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And before we explain this further, uh, the lesson that we're taking here is building your life upon a rock means to keep what is necessary. Familiar po, no? Several chapters ago, Pastor Jonathan also preached on the same thing. It means the Lord is really reminding us to keep only what is necessary. Uh, going back to the rich ruler, the Gospel of Matthew describes him naman po as a young ruler. So ito pong ruler na to ay bata at mayaman. Kahit bata pa siya, sobra-sobra yung yaman niya. Kaya naka-afford siya ng ganong status in society. Kaya may ganun siyang title na ruler. Ganun po kayaman yung taong yon. And then later on, Jesus compared the rich man to a camel. Mas madali pa pong makakalusot ang camel through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Parang isipin mo, eye of a, eye of a needle. Mahirap talaga. Mahirap talagang papasukin yung camel doon. But there are some uh, scholars who suggest that this talks about an actual eye of a needle or a narrow passage nung panahon po na yun, uh, sa gates ng Jerusalem. So meron pong malaking gate kung saan dumadaan ang mga caravan, mga camel, may mga may daladalang gamit. And then beside it is a small narrow opening para sa mga tao lamang. Yun po yung tawag na eye of a needle. So yung eye of a needle na ito, Hindi pa rin kasha yung camel kasi pang tao siya. But if you take off lahat ng lakakabit doon sa camel, at for some reason, masiksik mo siya doon, mas posible pa daw po yun, kaysa sa makapasok ang rich ruler sa kingdom ni God. Bakit? Kasi ang rich ruler, hindi kayang mag-let go. Ang dami masyadong dala. So this story deals with the issue of 
holding on to earthly riches. It is another heart check for us, mga kapatid. Kung mangyari po sa atin ngayon ang sinabi ni Jesus, Anak, lahat ng meron ka, lahat ng cellphone, laptop, lahat ng kotse, lahat ng titulo ng ari-arian, ibenta mo ngayon at yung perang yon ipamigay mo. Then you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Will there be any hint of sadness in your heart? Will there be any hint of, di ko, nipun ko to eh, yoko na, di na ako Christian. It's just a reminder for us to do a heart check right now. How much hold does money really have on you? This is one of the things that Pastor Jojo also taught us last week. We are being reminded again to let it go. We are Christians. Christian po ang tawag sa atin. Bakit? We are Christ followers. And we have to let go of the desire first to hold on to earthly riches before we can fully follow, to show how sold out we truly are for Jesus. Before you can truly follow, you have to truly let go. And that is our fourth lesson again for today. Keep what is necessary. Amen. Number five na, mga kapatid. Onti na lang po. Our fifth story for today, ito po ay hindi ulit parable. Nangyari po talaga ito. This is from verses 31 to 34. Ang title po sa Bible ay Jesus and the Disciples. So, ito po. Ang nangyari po dito is, Jesus took His 12 disciples aside and told them that they will now go up to Jerusalem and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. Let's just take a moment po para pagdiinan tong Jesus took His 12 disciples aside and told them. Yung part po na yan, if we can paint a picture right now, no? Hindi po yan parang nasa Mary Grace kayo ng mga amiga mo habang kumakain at sinabi mo na, o oh nga pala, mga amiga. Bukas, pupunta tayo sa Jerusalem. Tapos, lahat ng sinabi ng mga prophets dati, mangyayari na, mamamatay na ako. Hindi ganun. Ang, ang setting po niyan was, si Jesus ay kinuha yung mga disipulo niya look them in the, in, the, on, in their eyes at, at para po sila nag-huddle. At si, tsaka niya sinabi to, we will be going up to Jerusalem and yung mga sinabi ng prophets na mangyayari sa Son of Man will happen. At imposible pong hindi alam ng mga disipulo kung ano yung mangyayari sa Son of Man dahil alam po nila yan by heart. But what happened? Jesus was clear about telling them that the Son of Man ay nalalapit na po yung death niya. But of course, we all know that on the third day, he will rise again. But none of his disciples understand what Jesus told them. Sabi po sa verse 34, But they understood none of these things. The saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. Ang ating pong lesson from this story is, for us to build our lives upon the rock, we have to enhance our sensitivity. Jesus told them that they, He will be killed. Jesus told them na mangyayari na yung mga sinasabi ng mga propeta before. But they did not comprehend it. Hindi na-gets ng mga disciples yung gustong sabihin ni Jesus during that time. 
they did not get it perhaps because what they hoped uh, to gain by following Christ was so astronomically different from what Jesus was saying. Ano nyo yun? Um, nung tinalo nila si Jesus, maybe they were thinking it all it will all be uh, rainbows and butterflies. Tapos ngayong sinasabi na ni Jesus na game na. Mangyayari na talaga yung sinabi ng mga propeta. Parang alam nyo yun, pag ayaw mo yung pinapakinggan mo, parang sa nangyayari ngayon, tumatagos lang sa kabilang tenga mo yung nakapakinggan mo. Tama ba? Um, ito yung nangyayari sa mga disipulo during that time. Um, parang yung, yung, yung mga disciples, their hearts, their hearts was so set to what they will gain by following Christ. Again, ulterior motives, mga kapatid. And when we do this, pag nakaset yung mga puso natin sa kung ano yung pwede nating makuha sa taong to, ano yung pwede nating mag-gain from this church, our insensitivity for others' adversities are, uh, will be diminished. Narinig nyo na po ba ang quote na to? The currency of love is time. Narinig na? Sino po nakarinig na? Pataas ng kamay. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Onti lang. So, ayan po. Ngayon, narinig nyo na. Pwede na po kayo magtaas ng kamay. May mga nagsabi po nito. The currency of love is time. But the question is, habang binibigay po natin yung time na ito sa loved ones natin or sa sister, sa brother natin, ano po bang focus natin? Are we really focused sa kanila or kung saan-saan napupuntang utak natin? Ginawan ko po ng mas magandang version to. For me, mas maganda yung version ko. Ito po yung Ren's version. The currency of love is focused attention. Giving time to people we love or to our brethren is imperative, mga kapatid. Importante yan. However, our focus during that time reveals our true intentions. Ba't ba talaga tayo nagbibigay ng time sa kanila? Heart check ulit. Another, ano lang ba to? Uh, para may matik tayo sa checkbox natin, oh, nakipag-ano na ako sa fellow, uh, nakipag-fellowship na ako sa mga sisters and brother ko. Binigyan ko na ng time yung loved ones ko. And sometimes when we do this, nagsasalita sila, tapos ang iniisip natin, ano pong pwede kong sabihin kay brother or kay sister na nangyari sa akin before na pwedeng makomfort siya? Or ano pang gagawin ko pag nasa senaryo niya ako ng buhay ng ganun? Imbis na siya yung napapakinggan mo, yung mga, mga nagawa mo sa sarili mo at yung mga gagawin mo sa sarili mo ang nakahighlight. We're not really listening to that person. And when we do this, hindi natin uh, naririnig kung ano talaga yung pangangailangan ng ating mga kapatiran. Just like what the disciples uh, went through nung may sinasabi sa kanila si Jesus. So when these things happen, mga kapatid, pag, mga, pag binagbibigay tayo ng time sa ating mga kapatiran or sa ating loved ones, let's focus on them. Let's give our full attention on them. Listen to them. And um, be sensitive in your spirit. Ano ba talagang sinasabi sa akin ng kapatid kong to? Is this just surface level? Meron bang mas malalim pang pinagugugutan to? Also pray. Kasi hindi, hindi all the time it's all about you. Magbigay ka ng time for others, mga kapatid. Ang ating fifth um, lesson is enhance our sensitivity. And now we go to the last lesson. Congratulations po! Umabot po kayo sa story number six. This is our story for today and the last lesson. It comes from verses 35 
to 43. And this one is about the blind beggar. So what happened this time was, again, it's not a parable. Totoong event po siya. Si Jesus po ay nasa Jericho. And along the gates was a blind beggar. Dahil blind siya, hindi po niya nakikita yung mga nangyayari. Siyempre. Pero naramdaman niya na nagkakagulo yung mga tao around. Siguro narinig niya, maraming, nag, maraming mga hakbang, tapos nagsisigawan yung mga tao. So nagtanong siya, anong meron? What's happening? Tapos may nagsabi sa kanya, Jesus is here. Tapos nung sinabi yun sa kanya, alam niyo po yung reaction niya, sumigaw siya bigla, Jesus! Son of David! Have mercy on me! Sabi nung katabi niya, Huy, quiet. Easy, easy, kapatid. Tanda lang. Makaya. Pero ang reaction niya nung sinabihan siya to be quiet, sumigaw pa siya, mas, mas, mas malakas. Son of David! Have mercy on me! Tumigil si Jesus. Inaddress siya. Siguro sabi ng mga tao, sakit ka na nga, sakit, daan-daan lang. Nakatingin tuloy sa atin si Jesus. But Jesus asked him, what do you, what is it you need? Tapos sabi niya, sabi ng blind beggar, I want to see. And Jesus said, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Verse 43, and immediately he recovered his sight. And followed him, followed Jesus, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Our last lesson for today, mga kapatid. Building your life upon a rock means to nurture your testimony. Kung naalala niyo po, dinemonstrate ko kanina. Yung blind man did not stop when people told him to be quiet. It was very loud and clear, very public that he was calling on to Jesus. And modeling his behavior, this reminds us that our lives are living testimonies. Each minute, each event in your life is part of a testimony which testifies about who God is in your life. Be bold in your faith, mga kapatid. Dapat public. Dapat obvious. Hindi po dapat nanghuhula yung mga tao. Parang Christian naman siya kasi nag-story siya lagi ng verse. Tapos sabi niya mag-church siya. Pero nung Friday, nakita ko rin siya sa... Easy. Easy la. People around you shouldn't have to guess if you're a Christian or not. It has to be obvious. Why? Because your life is a living testimony. I had one dorm mate when I was in when I was a college student in Manila. Shempre college naka dorm for freedom. Pero Christian na pa And then my poster po na maliit yung dorm mate ko. Nahalagay don. Be careful how you live your life, because it may be the only Bible that other people. Get to read. Ang sakit, Lord. <laughs> hindi na po, hindi na po. <laughs> hindi na po ako kukulit. But it's true. 
If you compare the account of this event sa Gospel ni Luke and compare it to Matthew and Mark, may isang detail na unique lang sa Gospel ni Luke. He described what happened after the healing. Balikan po natin. Una, the blind beggar called on to Jesus. It was so public, almost humiliating, but it was clear. Next, the Lord performed a miracle and recovered his sight. With everyone watching, kasi nga, it was, a, it was a public declaration. Then he followed Jesus, the blind beggar followed Jesus, glorified God. And what was the effect? The people also gave praise to God. Tayo po, sa kultura natin ngayon, lalo po siguro dahil sa social media, sanay po tayo na ang hina-highlight po natin sa mga kwento natin ay yung mga victories. Meron po ba kayong friend or kadiji na ganun? Kinuwento sa inyo, tapos na. <laughs> but, this story reminds us that your life should be an open book. Just share what's happening in your life. Why? Because when the Lord causes victory in your life, yung mga taong may alam, nakwentohan mo, nakarinig, you'll also get to experience the Lord's move through your story. So mga kapatid, do not hide what the Lord is doing in your life. Nurture your testimony. Amen? So in summary, building your life upon a rock means to be persistent. Ano po yung next? Reinstitute humility. Obtain a childlike faith. Keep what is necessary. Enhance sensitivity and nurture your testimony. If we can see, mga kapatid, God used broken people, lowly and imperfect people, to teach and illustrate these kingdom principles. On our first story, a widow who was considered to be marginalized simply because she was a widow. A tax collector who is notorious for stealing or pocketing money. On a third story, the disciples themselves who turned out to have ulterior motives. A rich person but with materialistic desires. The disciples again who were close to Jesus but still missed to perceive what he truly meant. And a blind man who was also a beggar. Maybe as we were talking about these lessons today, You know na in these six foundations in building your life upon a rock, you don't meet all of the requirements. In short, nung nag-heart check tayo ng ilang beses kanina, may mahapde, may masakit. But the Lord is telling you today that you were at the right place. You were supposed to hear that. We are not here to judge you. Or humiliate you. Why? Because the Lord is not done with you yet. He can use your story in your brokenness to win a soul. He can use your story in your brokenness to encourage a fellow believer. He can use your story to make his name known for the saving of many. Again, mga kapatid, no? 
All of us has our brokenness. Hindi tayo perfect. All of us right now ay may pinagdadaanang hindi ideal. May pinagdadaanan tayo na parang, Lord, ito ba talaga yung gusto mo para sa akin? Parang ang sakit naman. But again, Luke chapter 18 is reminding us na in our brokenness, lahat ng mga taong ito na may brokenness, God used para ma-reveal ang kingdom niya. Just offer all your brokenness to God and let the Holy Spirit move in your life today para itong mga brokenness mo na to, your faith is this, that this brokenness right now, God will turn this in testi- in testimonies, to testimonies in the future. This brokenness na meron ka today, ilaan mo kay Lord, ibigay mo kay Lord, and in time, He will make you whole, and this is for the saving of many lives. We just want say a quick testimony. Five years ago, my husband and I, we got married. But when that happened, naging magulo po ang buhay namin. Probably you know our story. There were people around us, our churchmates, even my family, did not want us to be together. At dahil nag-pile up yung mga wrong reports and chismes, you know, it led to so much brokenness. I had problem with my family and then we had to leave the people that were our original supporters in our former church. And you can imagine at that time, although alam namin that we are called to be to be servants of God, we don't even have a church. We feel so broken. Parang feeling namin wala na hindi na magagamit itong broken life namin. But you see us now. Five years it took five years and it seemed like the devil had won at the time but the what the enemy meant for evil the Lord can use for good amen thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Father thank you thank you Lord for your word for us today Thank you, Lord, for reminding us to have heart checks in various aspects of our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you revealed to us, Lord, that even though we are broken, you can still use us. You are not done with us yet. We can still serve you. So, Father, today, whatever word that you've deposited in our hearts, we seal it in the name of Jesus. And it will not be left here but we will use it in our everyday lives. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. And thank you, Lord, for working in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for the lives of Chef Ren and Doc Shasha. And let's thank the Lord for the presence of the Levites of... Uh, Lighthouse Dumaguete. Next Sunday, we're going to have Pastor Nikki Floho to preach on Luke chapter 19. So bring the young adults into the house of the Lord.
and we continue to deepen our love and appreciation for the counsel of God. Lift up your hands now for the benediction. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. Yes, may the Lord lift his countenance towards all of you. And may the Lord grant us his peace. He who picked us up from our brokenness. He who made us whole. His name is Jesus. And unto him be all praises. All God's children will shout. Amen. Give someone a hug today. See you next Sunday. Dagan salamat, Lighthouse Dumaguete, Lighthouse Boracay, and Lighthouse Davao. See you next Sunday.